0: hey guys and welcome to another east coast rams podcast video edition uh, i'm your host ashton well my awesome co-host zach right there happy new year uh it's been a crazy whole last year and i hope you guys are just having a lot of blast enjoying time with the family enjoying the holidays uh but zach uh, it's our one-year anniversary. We had to do something special. We we're doing it on uh video. Uh, it has been a blast working with you, doing doing all the scripts, preparing, recording, uh, going through a lot of highs, especially the year before, and a lot of lows, uh, especially this last year. Uh, but it's been a blast, no matter. Either year uh, we have done this, and hopefully, uh, two out of three years can be Super Bowl winning years. Uh, next year, uh, but either way, uh, Zach, how are you doing?
1: I, I'm doing all right. Uh, yeah, Happy New Year, um, man, 2022 has been a wild ride for us. A, you know, starting this at the end of 2021, really, but uh, you know, taking us to the Super Bowl, we really had the highest of high of Rams hitting the Super Bowl. Um, And now the lowest of low of uh, not even getting into the playoffs and kind of being one of the bottom batch of teams um, in the NFL. So definitely not where we thought we would be this year. But, uh, you know, a win is a win. A Super Bowl is a Super Bowl. Um, Not going to take that for granted. It's been a blast of a year and it's been great to be able to do this podcast um, as often as we get to do it.
0: Yeah, it's hard to really remember sometimes that some teams have never even been to a Super Bowl. Not even once. Uh, they, their fan base would die to uh, be able to just watch their team in a Super Bowl. And the fact that we have been able to see our team go twice in the last five years and win one, it, it really is a blessing. Uh now, what I preferred a uh, winning season this year and a better season, definitely uh, some really hard to watch games. Uh, but either way, Zach, uh, we'll go ahead and break down the Chargers game just very quickly. I mean, there's not much to say about it. Uh, and then we'll start our end of year reviews. Uh, we'll go ahead and do some position group ratings and uh dig into both me and Zach's uh, grades for the individual players, Uh, not on IR. uh, We may talk about some of the IR players a little bit, uh, but for the most part, we'll go over all those, we'll give them grades, and then we'll have like combined grades after we give both of ours, and kind of like an average. In our pod, we'll have our first ever yearly review and yearly averages. And uh, we'll post that on the Twitter for you guys to uh, either disagree or agree with. And we'll, we'll see if we have any hot takes, Zach. I'm sure there'll be one or two in there. Uh, but either way, Zach, what's your reaction to uh, this 31-10 to 10 Chargers loss? Uh, more of the same, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is more the same. It, it feels like we're kind of backpedaling a little bit. Uh, going back to prior to the Baker Mayfield, um acquisition um so it, it wasn't as hard to watch as I feel like some of the games were um I felt like our offense was moving the ball pretty efficiently for the most part they just could never really get it in and knock it into the end zone so um unfortunately as far as that stuff goes that's that's where we're at our defense I, I don't think has played to its um, to its high caliber but we also had a lot of issues uh, with the off, with the defense and you know a lot of injuries to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely tell that Baker mayfield is struggling against these more complicated defenses uh, right now within our system and again people have to remember he's only been with the team what three weeks if that. Uh, so, he definitely didn't have a great game. Um, he was fine. He was better than, again, his worst game this year is still better than Bryce Perkins or Wolford. So, uh, it's given us a chance to see what our other players can do. Uh, Cam Akers can more... Uh, you can kind of tell it's helped our run game a lot just by the fact... That they're not loading the box as much because we can actually challenge them downfield somewhat with Baker Mayfield. Of course, it's not like it was with Stafford, but it's better than nothing, and Cam Makers took advantage of that. I think the line has also got healthy. Those two things combined, I think, uh, helped Cam Makers have a really solid game. Another back to back great game for him. Uh, what, do you thought of, what did you think of Cam
1: Makers? I think this is the Cam Akers of 2020 um, before, before he got injured. Um, You know, he was running efficiently. He was making those uh, big runs. I mean, he was finding the hole and that's, what's been missing is like, it it felt like um, any time, you know, prior to this. So when he came back from his injury and then for the most of the season, it felt like he could never find those open holes. And while that was because of the offensive line um or maybe the play that was called i don't know but it it just it just felt like um he wasn't ever finding those openings he was always just getting hit either at the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage um but to see him over the last several weeks um especially getting over that 100 yard threshold is just super important to this rams team because you know yes we this mcveigh era has always been throw the ball throw the ball throw the ball but we have been always more efficient um, and better at our past game when we had an efficient running game. And if, if acres can continue to bring this kind of heat into the 2023 season, I think the Rams really do have a good future going into that season.
0: Yeah. We'll talk about kind of position needs, uh, in a later podcast, but I still think we're going to have to draft running back, uh, it's looking like we really need depth there. And while Malcolm Brown, I'm very fond of him and I think he had a good touchdown run, we got to have someone behind Cam Makers. We cannot go through another Cam Makers getting hurt in like a committee of below average backs. We just can't anymore. Mm-hmm. And just trying to run with practice squad guys. I think we saw that last year like barely work when uh, Sony Michelle, and Henderson were going back and forth. Uh, we we got to have that main back and someone to compliment him somewhat that can also take the load if he gets hurt. Uh, so I definitely think we'll be looking in draft for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. A- anything else, Zach, on the Chargers game? I mean, it's.
1: The defense was not good. Uh, yeah. It yeah it, it wasn't good. I mean I, I feel like you know uh, when you go back and look you know there was there was some good plays that were made but you know we we had no sacks we had no turnovers. Um, D line it
0: had its worst game of the year.
1: Yeah, I it I would did. argue. Oh, for sure. I um, I would one hundred percent agree.
0: I would recommend everyone listen. Jordan Rodriguez, 11 personnel, uh, she made a good uh, point uh, talking about, like, this isn't how they want to play the defense, the way uh, just kind of like how they're having to cushion it because the D-line isn't getting pressure. When you're not able to get pressure at four, you have to blitz and bring someone else. That means one less person in coverage, which also means – like, you have to back up your safeties and your DBs and are tackling, especially from the safety position, and this is more my opinion, has been so bad that that's when you have those broken plays that just break loose for large yards. And this game was an outlier, for most part, for defense, letting those big, huge plays happen. Uh, we've done a good a, a relatively great job at limiting those to the Rams' defense. Uh, but, yeah, the D-line just couldn't get it done, couldn't get pressure. Uh, it was awful against Eckler. And Eckler, don't get me wrong, is an undervalued v- rated back. He's a top 10 back in the NFL. Not an excuse. You should still be able to limit him more than what happened. And the D-line was clearly missing Aaron Donald. Uh, on Sunday.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, as, as much as we have, we have praised Bobby Wagner and he deserves all the praise that we got. He didn't have the best game in the world. He was more just kind of in the background. He, he played his position, but we we haven't seen that big stardom that we have over the past several weeks. I mean, really this whole season. Um, so yeah, our, our run defense just wasn't there to kind of help, you know, force them to throw the ball more, which means, you know, hopefully forcing more errors um, with Herbert. So they, they had a good run past game, um, you know, really going back and looking at it, Mike Williams had a great game, 94 yards. Um, you know, he was averaging 13, 13 plus yards per catch. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things where we just it was unlucky. You know, we're, we're, we're hit with injuries on all sides, whether that's offense, defense, special teams. Um, there's really not a whole lot we can do about that. The Coaches can't do a whole lot. They have to do with what, what players they have, um, whether they know the playbook, don't know the playbook don't
0: have the reps things like that mm-hmm. well uh, uh lost two Chargers, it sucks wish we could have won uh but we'll go ahead and start our end of year review uh, we'll give out those grades starting with uh i believe special teams and uh, Let's talk about IR a little bit. Zach, uh, who kind of shocked you if I told you at the beginning of the year on this IR list would have been there? Like, I know you can't predict injuries, and uh, no one wants players to get hurt. Uh, also, shout out Damar, ha- DeMar, I believe his name, uh, the safety for Buffalo. Uh, so happy he seems like he's actually recovering, and there's no serious long-term health damages. But, you know, the Rams have gone through their own injury uh, problems. Uh, what exactly there shocks you?
1: I think it's just the quantity and the quantity of stardom that was placed on injured reserve. I mean, you know, you have Cooper Cup, you have Allen Robinson, you have Matthew Stafford. I mean, those are three core. We're not even talking about the offensive line, which has been literally obliterated, um, with only having one starter play this entire season. Um, yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's not really who it's how many, um, I feel like we could have limped on with, you know, we could have done really well if we would have lost just one of those players. Um, but losing all of them, um, I think really, uh, I think really hurt us in the long term. Um, uh, so
0: Especially the O oh, in the middle of the season, what really killed us was not only the fact that we lost all but one of our starting linemen, it was we're losing multiple people per game constantly, right? Like we would lose one or two a game next week, one or two, and it was just a rotating door. And I think it wasn't it eight combinations in a row? That's awful. I, we had the highest in the league for most combinations uh, for starting line and there's no coincidence once we got that continuity uh, that our line started playing better you you got to play together and none of those guys ever played together on top of that our first string wasn't taken just taken out our second string was taken out some of our third string was taken out so we're pulling people off the just couch to come and play line for us and people are wondering why we're giving up the most sacks. Uh, you could see that as something playing into why Stafford got hurt. Uh, Cup getting hurt was just basically the thing that broke our season. Any chance we had of being somewhat relevant the season, potentially like doing a run or something like that, it was just brutal.
1: Yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot you could say. Like, Cooper Cup, like you said, he he feels like he's more of, like, really the heart of this team. Um, I mean, obviously you have AD, who's pretty much, like, the strength of this team, if I would, you know, quantify as that. Um, but he's – I mean, honestly, I, it's weird. It feels like Aaron Donald is – even though he's not on the team or he's he's injured right now, his presence doesn't – I don't feel his presence currently on this team. I mean, we see Stafford and we see Cup on the sidelines, but – you know, I really, you really don't see much of Aaron Donald in the way of, you know, whether that's practice videos or what they show us or um, on the sidelines, things like that. So that, it's kind of interesting.
0: Um, yeah, um, talking about that, uh, we'll, we'll touch on the news that just broke while we're recording this. Uh, Zach, ESPN put out a article talking about how potentially – McVay's thinking about retiring after uh, the Sunday, the game against the Seahawks. Um, let me put this disclaimer, both me and Zach do not know if it's true or not, uh, whether the story is factual. Uh, ESPN typically is reliable, but again, they're sports journalists and sometimes they can, some journalists are not as ethically, uh, credible as others. So this may be kind of misconstruing something. Uh, I do personally believe if one of the three, uh, if we're talking about Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald Stafford or McVeigh, if one of them retires, I think they all retire in a cascading effect. I honestly believe that, uh, Zach, what's your reaction to that kind of article, and do you think it's
1: true? Uh... If you if you go back and you, you read the article, it, it more it more says that the sources were, are saying that he wants time to reflect on the season and kind of reevaluate things. I feel like that's I think all of us do that at some point in time in our careers, whether that's you know you were just on a big project or. Um, you know, it's the end of the year and you're trying to figure out, you know, where am I going to, what am I doing next? Um, You're never going to close those opportunities of with like with McVeigh and broadcasting, like he's not going to turn away hearing what, what's out there and what can, what can happen for him and how can he be, um, what is his future going to look like? I don't think he's going to coach the Los Angeles Rams forever. I think it's more of a short-term deal. Uh, Personally, I still think he's going to be back for the 2023 session or season. And then after that, you know, I think he's good to go. And, you know, I think he's put a lot into this Rams team, but I don't think he's done yet. I think he's tired. Um, I think he, he needs to recharge. It's been a, it was a long season for them last year. Um, They did have injuries and they did have stuff that they had to work through. And it was a very short, uh, you know, short uh, off season. So I think he's just tired. I think he's, he, he's put all this effort into this, to this game and he he is a little tired and i think he's gonna need these next few weeks to just kind of you know re-energize you know get his zone back in there you know discuss with his wife on how what they think but i think he's gonna be here for another season at least one more season um with aaron donald um honestly I was with you uh on this your same point about if it, if any one of those core three leave um that I think they would all leave lately i've I've honestly uh, been thinking if A.D. leaves, I still think there would be a chance that McVay and Stafford would stay. I think McVay and Stafford more have that uh, tight connection um, to each other than I would think the uh, Aaron Donald and McVay thing. Even even after knowing what happened in this offseason and them kind of like basically McVay saying, hey, come on, let's do one, let's do one more year. Um, I think, I think Aaron Donald's situation, I think I could separate from the McVeigh, uh, stafford situation. Mm.
0: All right, Zach, uh, let's go ahead and uh, talk about uh, the practice squad. Any notable people here? I think uh, for me, uh, we did see Jeremiah Colon play. I thought he was below average when he got on the field. Uh, but, you know, I think he's worthy of a practice squad uh, position. I mean, a lot of these guys we haven't seen. Uh, TJ Carter, the defensive end, I, I think the looks we've seen from him, he's, he's looks solid. Mm-hmm. So uh, any people on the practice squad pop out to you that you want to mention real quickly?
1: Uh, i don't think so i think you mentioned the two that i i would have um i would have mentioned um none of these guys really just jump out at me as like yes they're going to be the greatest they're going to be good depth pieces going into the next season
0: yeah all right our first grades will be uh special teams riley dixon the punter uh Zach, uh out of ten, uh what's your grade
1: for Riley Dixon? Um I don't know if people will like my grade for him because it is not as probably favorable as uh people may like it, but I would probably give him a six and a half.
0: Six and a half. Yeah. Uh yeah. Let, let's remind people uh, when we're doing this grading, uh in my opinion this is for a season, this isn't for their career, uh, not to mention, uh, people need to understand, a 10 is, like, a, I want to say, like, setting league records. For example, Cooper Cup last year would be a 10. Um, you're, you're only gonna have one of those out of the whole team, if that. Um, I guess you could say one or two, like last year, you could have said Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup, uh. But uh, for most part, that's like league, a uh, record setting, a lot of great things. Number one in their possession group type deal. Uh, nine is really where players want to be. That's like great year, fantastic. You're flying off the screen. You're making plays almost every game type deal. Uh, and then, yeah. The rest of it's kind of like how mean you kind of deem
1: the player. You said six and a half, right? I said six and a half. Um, my reasoning behind it is uh, inconsistency. Um, I I feel like I in just just by watching it, it just felt like there was a lot of times where he had a lot of short punts. There was a lot of great, awesome, beautiful punts, but I, I felt like holistically. You know, A, I don't have his stats up in front of me, but it just felt over the season that I was more frustrated when he kept kicking short kicks, things like that. Um, he had the his- great throw that, you know, continue to drive. So he's great as kind of that, you know, maybe that, you know, um, fourth down sneak pass. But to me, he just wasn't what I would. He, he just reminds me of the later years of Hecker. So, why did we get rid of Hecker if we're just going to have more or less average?
0: Well, to be fair, I think they were going to draft a punter last year. It's just all the punters were gone, good punters, were gone by the six, honestly. like mm-hmm. they, they were getting drafted. I think one guy drafted in the third. Uh, so uh, I could see them drafting a punter uh, next year. Uh, in the next draft, at least in the seventh or sixth round, uh. But I would give him a five. I think he was average. Uh, I think he was league average. Uh, he had some good punts, but there are some punts that, yeah, they might have gotten a decent distance, but their hang time was not there. Like, I think we saw. A uh, big drop down in hang time this year, and that's why Brandon Powell was less effective. Uh, while I still like Brandon Powell, and we'll touch on him when we get to him, I still like his decision making. I feel like that less hang time really affects uh, your pump return coverage and the like uh, angles you can take as a pump returner. So I, I give him a five. So you said people wouldn't like yours, uh, people like mine less. <laughs> Uh, so that's a five point seventy five for uh, Riley Dixon. Uh, Matt Gay, Zach, um, how do you grade Matt Gay?
1: I think he definitely deserves at least an eight, um, if not a nine. I mean, he's been the most consistent um, player we have. Yes, he's he's missed a couple, um, but let's also let's also remember that he he now holds the um the record for the longest field goal at Lambeau Field on the coldest day so uh i think he definitely deserves a lot of props um for what he's done um you know he has missed a couple uh but i, I think i think an 8 is really where where he should get mm-hmm. uh
0: fully agree 8 i mean it's pretty easy he's been consistent I think the reason why I won't give him the 9 is he doesn't have the distance uh, that, you know, Legatron had back in the day. Uh, I think, like, greats like Justin Tucker have, like, he is as clutch as you can get from 50 yards and less. Uh, But 50 yards and plus, I'm... You know you have a great kicker. when Even when they come out at 59 yards, you're like, I think he's going to make this pretty easily. Uh, And I don't think Matt Gay is there yet. Maybe he can improve upon that, but I think he's a lot better than the fiasco we had in 2020 with kickers.
1: For sure, for sure. Uh,
0: Long snapper, we don't need to grade this. Uh, He's been good. I mean, he's a long snapper, so he hasn't had any long snaps over the head. All right. Didn't we have one this year? We might have had one.
1: Um, I can't remember well, if we've. Well, he he's also the one I think who he might have actually been one of the the ones who uh, caused the punt block in the beginning of the season. Um, mm-hmm. If you remember that. Uh, And I think that was actually his responsibility to throw the ball back and then block. And somehow, I think it was him, might be wrong, but I think it was him who let the defender go through. Which is a hard job. You know, you have to snap the ball and block. That's... Yeah. With distance.
0: Matt Orzic. Good. Um, Let's get into the offense, Zach. This is uh, where it gets very fun. Um, we'll start with quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield. Uh, again, I, I will say these grades, it's going to be for the games he's played. Now, I'm not going to give him extra points because he hasn't learned the playbook. Uh, but either way, Zach, how would you grade Baker Mayfield for the games he has played?
1: Yeah, I think um, you know he's played. This will be his fourth game, or is this his fifth yeah. game? I'm trying to think now. Um, I would probably give him a seven. Um, I think going into this, uh, he's he's exceeded my expectations. Um, you know, I probably grading him before. I probably give him a five or less um, before he came to the Rams. I think he he has done a He's done, I think, admirably for what he was put into. Um, this is really his – this is his chance to shine. And so whether he uh, does well or doesn't, it's more on him. Uh, I don't think he will be a Ram in 2023, um, especially if Stafford does uh, officially or, you know, whether or not we, he has already said officially that he was staying on. Um, I think he he's, he's done that admirable job. He's trying to fight for a, a – a QB one spot somewhere else. Um, I think he definitely did it, um, against, uh, against Denver. Um, you know, I, I really think that, you know, coming off of that, uh, against the, the Raiders coming off that two game or two day, uh, prep, I think he, it just shows that he does have the mentality to do it. Um, yeah, he had the two, um, kind of bad games with the, the Packers and the Chargers, Um, it's hard to beat people at Lambeau, especially in the cold, um, especially when you don't really have all the offensive weapons that you probably should. Um, uh, Same thing with the Chargers. Again, you're facing off a team that's honestly, we didn't even describe the fact that the Chargers are actually the healthiest probably they've been all season. Um, And so uh, having to deal with that on top of, you know, your offensive line is just not playing the way it should. Uh, Yes, I have a dog in the background squeaking their dog. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: That's fine. She's uh, excited for Baker Mayfield, apparently. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that goes into playing quarterback. So I give him a six. I think he's done as good as he could in – the position given the time he's been here, uh, the teams he has played. I mean, he's won against the bad teams, I mean, that he's played against uh, with little, no prep time. So it, it sucks. Do I think we would have won the Chargers game if he had been here the whole year? Probably not. I mean, they came in really wanting a win. You could just tell they were spirited, healthy, and just we we couldn't compete to their level. Uh, so I, I give him a six, uh, not too bad. Bryce Perkins, Zach, uh, started a game, uh, played in two others. Yikes! Um,
1: I like Bryce Perkins. Uh, but that should not affect my my score of him at all. Um, probably give him a four. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I like, I'll, I, I like I'll him. him I, I think he. I think he's. I think he's a good guy. I think he. You know, he just doesn't get the reps that I think he needs, and. You know, I like. I he like he played movements.
0: better. He played better than Wolford.
1: Oh, for sure. I, Wolford. I don't know. I think he. I think mentally he's there. He's mentally prepared for the game. I think he knows what he wants to do, but his accuracy just always seems slightly off. Um, and I and I'm not really sure why that is, or you know maybe that's just me watching it. But um, for Wolford, I you know I really probably would either give him a probably a three or a four, so we'll just go a three point five.
0: Um, I'll give Wolford a two. I, it, it sucks for me because I really liked Wolford two years ago. Uh, but every time he started, he just can't play in this league and it's against multiple teams. He's had one good game, one good game, and he didn't throw a touchdown in that game. Uh, so we, we, we have to be honest with ourselves if he can't throw touchdowns and he's throwing multiple picks, and he can't read defenses, and clearly our offense is hobbled, and you can tell McVay is hiding stuff uh, from like plays uh, calling when he's uh, at QB, I just don't think that's a quality starter in this league uh, or backup. Uh, better say like uh, backup you want at a five or six. Honestly, realistically. Uh, and I just don't think either of those guys are there. So if Baker Mayfield wants to sign up as a backup, I would be perfectly happy with that. I think he's looked solid enough to where, like, if Stafford got hurt like, next year, I think we could win one or two games, like a three-period game stretch. I would be comfortable for a few games. Do Would I want that the whole year? No. But you,
1: know. but, but you have to you have to admit you don't think Baker's going to be a Ram in 2023.
0: No, no, I, I think he's gonna he will probably go to Washington or the Colts because the Colts love just rotating QBs for no reason. Um, it, he'll get uh 10 million. I think he'll get around 10 million uh, to be a starting QB somewhere, and someone will give him the last shot. Because he has looked solid with the Rams, not great but solid.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the Rams, if the Rams do, or if Baker does get to a team, and um, you know the Rams get a comp pick, so that's something to look forward to as as a Ram. Yeah, Uh, Cam Akers,
0: Zach. uh, How how would you grade Cam Akers?
1: (sighs) Man, you're not watching the video, man. You could probably see my face. Um, This is a (laughs) tough one. Um, because you know, if you ask me again, prior to three or four weeks ago, he'd be probably rated as a four. Um, but really he's he's shown that he is a durable back. Uh, so I think for for now, you know I we may I may go back in on my word here in a few weeks, but I think I going to give him a six. Um, I think he has the potential to be a seven or an eight. We just haven't seen that all season. So for great as an all season, I'm going to give him i I'll give him a six and a half, change on to mm-hmm. six and a half. Um, Cause I think, I think we see the potential from him.
0: Yeah. So he has 167 attempts at 682 yards, seven touchdowns with the average of 4.1 and, that average being 32nd in the league, I think it's a six. He had a abysmal first half of the season when he was playing. Um, I don't know if he was still recovering or part of that was the line. There's a lot of factors that can go into that, uh, but I really, the last three games have buoyed up his score by three points for me. So uh, definitely uh, better than what I thought it would have been like two months ago. Uh, I mean, Malcolm Brown, Zach, I mean, he hasn't really done much.
1: Yeah. I was hoping he was going to do more than what he did, what he has performed. Um, you know, it's hard. It's, it feels terrible to grade him. He came in, you know, to kind of help out the team, he's a veteran presence in the the RB locker room. Uh, so, you know, uh, we'll
0: make his rating. will make his rating a guy that was there. He's,
1: yeah, he was there. I mean, that's that's pretty much. He was there. He's not bad. He's not. He he wasn't amazing. I think he um, he was a good physical blocker, um, and I think that's what it was. He was kind of probably brought in to do. Um, I don't think he was meant. He was definitely not meant to get that touchdown. Uh, that was just a bad defensive play by the Chargers, and you know he was supposed to get a couple yards. Um, he was not supposed to get a touchdown.
0: Uh, Kyron Williams, how do you think the rookie did in his debut? Um...
1: Go ahead. You give your you give yours first this time. Uh. So with
0: Kyron Williams, I feel like, the, for some reason, the staff came into the year with a lot of belief in this kid, a lot of, like, I think they were really wanting to start him as the main running back coming into the year. He gets hurt, and then everything develops with Cam Akers and then Darrell Henderson. And for some reason, he just completely lost I believe he lost the coaching confidence completely uh, of the staff. I don't know why. Because every time he played, he seemed like he had a juice. Um, His stats don't pop off the page. It just he looked better than everyone else, which isn't saying much. Uh, Maybe it it was just not learning the playbook quick enough. I I just don't know. Uh, I'll give him a five. I, I thought he was average uh, to above average when he got his chances. He just didn't get a lot.
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly, I, I agree exactly with what you're saying. Uh, I'll give him a five as well. Um, you know, especially in the first half when we did see him come out, um, it just seemed like he was doing a little bit better than Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson. Uh, you know, when, you know, Henderson, we, he was pretty good about getting, you know, four to five yards per carry. Um, I felt like when we saw William or when we saw acres, he was getting, you know, either negative two to positive two, um, for the most part. And then Kyron, for some reason, he was just seemed like he would get six, seven, you know, back to back. But normally that was in garbage time when they were just not putting in acres or Henderson anymore. Um, and when they were already about, they were already going to lose the game anyway. So um, I think he does have potential. I'm not sure what the deal is. I don't know if they're just like, well, we're just going to hold him back since, you know, um, you know, they do have a long-term deal with them being under his rookie contract. So maybe that's what they're thinking. Um, you know, why spoil, you know, something that, you know, there's, there's no purpose for it other than, um, you know, maybe just giving him the reps. But, um, I think this, I think, You know, giving Cam Akers the role, I think we've seen over the last several weeks, that's boost him, and hopefully he'll stick around again until 2023. And I think if you bring in Cam Akers, Kyron Williams, and then you have a third back, uh, I think that would be a good rotation.
0: Yeah, Kyron Williams had 35 attempts for 139 yards for four yards average. Uh, Not not terrible, like you said. Um, So, 2-2 Atwell. Uh how did everyone's favorite second round pick uh do this year?
1: So I think everyone um kind of ate some of their words a little bit, uh when it comes to Tutu Atwell. Um yes, I think it was I think this is more of a Kyron Williams deal where the staff just didn't know how to use him. Um and it, it had to take Cooper Cup being down. Alan Robinson being down, Van Jefferson being down, it, you know, for those periods of times when those, you know, separately, I think it had to take all that for them to really put their trust in Tutu. Um, because if you put Tutu out, out, well, out there and you have Allen Robinson and you have, um, you know, whether it's Ben Skranik, whether it's Cooper Cup out there, you know, you're more, if you're Matt Stafford, you know, this is again the beginning of the season when you had those options, you're more likely to go to Cooper Cup because he's, he's your guy. Um, than you would Tutu Atwell or things like that. So I really think it did take the injuries to kind of push Tutu Atwell into the spotlight. And as we saw, um, he's a fast guy. He's super fast. Um, you know, he gets the ball and he runs and he's out of there. So to me, I think he deserves something more than what I'm giving him only because he wasn't used uh, a whole lot. And again, that's, it seems like it's not his fault that he wasn't used a whole lot uh, but he was on the field quite a bit. Uh, he just wasn't the target. Uh, he wasn't targeted a lot. So I think I'm going to give him a six. He did a really great job with the, the passes he did catch. Um, but I still want to see a little bit more from him.
0: It, it, why do you think McVeigh has been like kind of hesitant to uh, use him?
1: I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's this. Sometimes I feel like L- the, the LA Rams are just so stuck in Hollywood that they have to have the big names. They have to have the star power. And if it's not the star power, then what are they selling? Um, and that's been my thing all season, uh, whether I've said it publicly or, or not. Um, I still think L.A. The, the LA Rams have an LA problem um, in the fact that they have to have that star power to be successful um and i think we're seeing I, I i think we've seen that um throughout this season i mean more fans show up against us than they do for us or at least it's 50 50 so um i think because it's not a star powered uh, name they maybe don't utilize them as as efficiently and that's you know maybe i'm and i probably am completely wrong on that but that's just kind of how i am seeing it from, you know, my place in Indiana.
0: Yeah, I I personally think they just misjudged when they drafted him the type of player he was going to be for him. Um, he's clearly more of a specialty, like uh, straight down the field type player. He has shown in the last few games that he can do a little bit more than that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I think at his size... Uh, it just, it's very hard to do anything else with him without, like, risking a lot. Uh, I mean, his stats are pretty solid, Zach. Uh, 16 receptions for 270 yards, a touchdown, uh, going around 17, uh, per reception. Not bad stats. Uh, when he's getting looked at, uh, He's making plays, but the problem is he's not getting looked at a lot. So why is that? Um, a lot has gone on the season, so I can kind of understand. I see where they wanted to go with the pick. They wanted a Oz-Akeem-type uh, pick, a player that can go down the field, uh, be able to make those big explosive plays. Uh, but you got to have protection to do that, which hasn't been here. And then uh, he has to do more in the intermediate routes, kind of like the mid-level routes and be able to better see defenses. And I feel like he struggled to do that with routes. Um,
1: Yeah. So hopefully more
0: time with Cooper Cup will help.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, we saw this even in the last season when they they brought in Deshaun Jackson to be that, you know, long and distance player and that didn't work out. They want that. They want a threat. They want a deep threat. They don't always want to keep it short and tight with Cooper Cup um, or whoever else is on side, OBJ, whoever. Uh, and I think I think Tutu was that person, but they, they didn't have enough trust in him, you know, going into from his rookie season into giving him that reign. So they brought in Deshaun Jackson. That obviously didn't work out. They brought in OBJ. That kind of overshadowed, again, you know. More of Tutu Atwell um, and Skaronic took a bigger lead in in that. So I think his time is coming, and I think that time will be twenty twenty three. I think he will be the long distance threat going out that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh. So what would you grade him for the season?
1: Um, I, I guess
0: I would give him a six personally.
1: Yeah, I I was floating around with that six seven range as well. So I'll go with six two. Um, yeah, just just like you said, I, I think he had good qualities. Um, some of it's not his fault if he wasn't put into the position of you know actually being on the field. Um, but I, I do hope that you know they they get him more work. Van Jefferson, I think he I think he's gonna get. I think we're going to have to give him a six too. He um, probably could earn a, maybe a six and a half, but I think I'm going to give him a six. He has been Mr. Reliable for uh, for Baker Mayfield, um, but that's about it. Uh, you know, he was off for several weeks for the first half. He didn't come back till after the bye week um, and really didn't do a whole lot, even with Cooper Cup being down. Um, Allen Robinson being down, really Skoranek and Powell and um, Tutu were the ones kind of keeping things in Higby, keeping things moving um, as much as they could offensively. Um, But it wasn't really until Jefferson or until Baker Mayfield came along where I feel like I saw more of uh, him getting the ball 10, 12 yards uh, and and being a solid receiver for Baker Mayfield.
0: Yeah, so he has 21 receptions for 300 yards, three touchdowns with 15 per average. Um, I just feel like he he's good for a third wide receiver, but he's not first or second level wide receiver material. I think that's pretty clear. He's a decent route runner. I think that was what we were hoping he would grow more into. Maybe he's like Cooper Cup, and he kind of keeps on growing in that trajectory, and he can just, like, get good that way. Um, I don't feel like he's as shifty as Cooper Cup was uh, at this point in his career. Uh, So I don't think he can get to that level Uh, He still could grow more, so hopefully he kind of bounces back from the injury more. Again, he's playing off of an injury, which can affect players, and some players can get healthy and be a lot better.
1: In my personal opinion, though, I don't think he'll be back as an L.A. Ram in 2023. Really? Yeah. You don't
0: think he re-signs for low-cost?
1: No, I think the Rams are either a. They're going to go back to the draft. They're going to find another receiver. Um, you have Tutu, you have McCutcheon, you have Brandon Powell, you have Skaronik, you have uh, Cooper Cup, you have uh, A. Rob. Yeah, you're trying, maybe the, maybe you're, but you may also be trying now again to get OBJ. And I think Jefferson problem. can find a better contract somewhere else.
0: It, I just think the problem with that is he's better than all those guys. Uh he's maybe, he's been better than Allen Robinson.
1: He's sure, been better he, Skronik. That would mean they would have to cut they would have to cut A-Rob or they would have to trade him and you know it would take a big cap. Uh, well, I, I, don't, I don't
0: think they would trade or cut him. They would just not
1: play A-Rob. I don't see that happening again. Like I said, I think it's about, I think there's a little bit of star power into it. And I think, I, I just think that unfortunately there's always a casualty this past year. It was Robert Woods. No one thought Robert Woods was going to get touched and they sent him away. I think, unfortunately he just Jefferson is just the, the casualty to this because Skoranek still under a rookie contract, McCutcheon, rookie contract Atwell rookie contract, Powell is – I think he's – I don't know what his – he's not a rookie – in a rookie contract, so um, – but I don't know. I just – I don't know if Jefferson would be willing to sign on cheaply to stick around as RB3, RB4.
0: I could definitely see uh, uh, Woods uh, try to take advantage of that and try to sign with us for cheap. If Van Jefferson is asking for too much, I definitely could see Woods coming back. Uh, but we'll get into all that juicy free agent stuff next episode. Um, let's go on to uh, Ben Skoranek. Uh Guys, we are skipping the players who haven't really played a lot of snaps.
1: Yeah. Um, ben so Skoranek? I'm go Skoranek, yes. Um, so the plays that he was in, I'm going to give a hot take because this is actually opposite what of, of how I felt about him, you know, prior to this season. And, but I, I'm going to give him a seven, you know, I know he was injured. Um, but I think he, he did a lot in some of those, some of those games when Cooper cup. And, you know, even when Alan Robbins there, he was, he made a lot of big plays. And I think he, I think he has good potential. I He, he may not be a long-term Ram, but, I do think that he could be somebody else's Cooper Cup out there.
0: Oh, uh, it. This is hard because I I definitely wasn't a hater of him. Um, I thought I think he has gone a lot better in the last uh this year than last year uh i thought he did have a lot of bad drops last year uh this year he got three nine receptions for 376 yards uh getting average in 9.6 um so his average is a little bit worse uh than van jefferson or tutu
1: Mm. but this guy puts Uh, this guy puts in the work this guy puts in the work. He is a better. Uh, he when when you come into he's the best with this blocking, right? right and and right you, the Rams have asked for for as many years as Sean McVay has been doing this. He has said one thing to his receivers: you are also going to be blockers. If you want us to succeed, you're going to have to block. Robert Woods did it. He did the dirty work. Cooper Cup does the dirty work. Uh, you saw Allen Robinson do dirt, dirty work. Skaronic is right there with them. And he even does even dirtier work, you know. He was put into a into that fullback position, and it, I think he excelled at that position. I wish they would have continued. Obviously, he's injured, so they couldn't continue doing it. But I feel like they were just they were finally finding the a way to really utilize Skaronic. And again, this is not something I would have said last year. You know, I was not the biggest Skaronic fan, but I I feel like I've seen him put in the work to to really try to earn a spot in this,
0: in this team. I like how we're kind of switching positions here where I'm a little <laughs> bit more. I'm like, eh, I'm, I think he's a good wide receiver three. I, I really think he could fill that position. He's a good rotational wide receiver and I'm fine with him on the field. I'm not going to like cringe or roll my eyes. I think he runs I, good routes. He, he has problems with after uh after the catch, he doesn't get a
1: lot of rack, uh. So, so or,
0: yeah. If you, pr- prior to twenty 2020, twenty,
1: probably twenty twenty one, I always considered Cooper Cup a wide receiver too. I never really considered him wide receiver one because he wasn't. He never seemed like he was that deep threat. I feel like Skoranek is learning from Cooper Cup, and I see that a little bit in him. Uh, and so right now I think he's in that three, the you know, that three, uh, the three, two role where Cooper cup was back in, you know, 2018. Uh, and I, and I feel like give him a couple more years and he's going to be either a fully developed wide receiver or uh, again, putting him in that fullback position and kind of creating this, you know, wide receiver, fullback position that I think we could see some really cool things out of. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I- Honestly, I feel like for me, I always thought of Cooper Cup as a 1B to uh, Brandon Cooks when he was there or like Robert Woods whenever Cooks left. Uh, It was always a 1A, 1B type deal. Um, I thought he was always more shiftier and a better route runner of the two. Uh, But the problem is really Woods took more volume until last year. And then when Cup got the volume, he just exploded. Um, Skaronic, I I don't see that yet. Like I saw that with Cup, that he's not like a one A and one B with Cup yet, uh, but he could be. And I'm definitely for like uh, giving him more opportunities. So you gave him a seven, and I'll give him a six. So solid, uh, Tyler Higby. Uh, how would you grade Tyler Higby?
1: I would grade him inconsistent. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I it, it's hard. Oh, it's hard. It's hard for this team because again, I feel like he's being put in a different spot when you are a tight end. You are essentially put into the O line if your O line is garbage, and our line, our O line has been hot garbage, uh, mostly because of the injuries. And I, you know, I feel like people dog him all the time, but it's it has to be hard being that person where you are you are essentially an O lineman, you know, blocking. Um, but then you're also tasked to be a receiver as well. So, um, in that I am going to give him a six because I feel like he did do a lot of dirty work, but he did not perform his receiving roles as I would have liked. He did have quite a few drop passes. Uh, but, but I think, you know, for whatever you say with them, I, I still think he's a, he's a good tight end. I think he's a top 15 tight end. I, don't think he's the top. I don't even know if I can put him in the top 10, but I still no, think he's a top half um, tight end compared to, to the rest of
0: So I, I would say his play was a 7, but his drops drop him a point. He had a lot of big critical drops, especially when they targeted him on third down. I I remember a few like drop passes in third down. I think he dropped two touchdowns, where he's wide open and he just dropped it. Uh, so, uh, when you have a lot of drops on a year, that's going to hurt your grade, at least in my eyes. So, uh, yeah, six uh, from Higby, Bryson Hopkins.
1: I mean, really, has he played all that much? What's his stats?
0: I'm not giving uh, him a
1: grade. <laughs> he was. He, he was. Wasn't he suspended for half the season, or for the first few weeks of the season? Oh yeah, the doping. All right, we're passing on him. Nope, no. He he gets uh, he gets no value. No
0: grade. No grade. Uh, he cannot bring anything to his uh, <laughs> uh mother. Uh, no grade for you. Okay, your favorite position this year, Zach. O line. Ode abushi
1: um, these guys are these guys are tough uh, I, I mean man I think it's hard to do all of these people but these guys are tough um, they have to do the dirty job of being second third fourth string men on a team that they may not have complete knowledge of the system abushi um, I believe has done pretty well. I wish I had all their stats in front of them Because um, it's, it's kind of hard to, to kind of do theirs um, Do we know how many starts he's had?
0: I am looking that up currently uh, They do not have any starts or stats for Ibushi uh, out of my memory, I believe he started like six games because he did get hurt. I believe that he's one of the ones that got hurt for two games.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's so tough because we've gone through so many different linemen to remember.
0: I, it's hard to remember, honestly. Um,
1: I mean, Abushi doesn't like his name isn't ringing in my head like you know some people that. I feel like the
0: games he started at right guard, he um, it like a six kind of is where I land. I remember watch seeing him some plays, and he did get beat a few times. He got, let's say this, he got beat slightly less than I would expect given the circumstances when I saw him on the field. That's why I give him the six.
1: Okay.
0: Like, I'm, I would be fine if they brought him back to be second string.
1: I think, I think, and here's where I'll go with this. Any of the backups that they currently have right now playing, I think would be great depth pieces to have. I feel like we finally gotten rid of, you know, at least mostly got rid of the clunkers who were kind of are holding us back. Um, and it was only because they were there for so long that we kept them around. Oh, um, gosh. I think... But I feel like the crew that we have now, I would be fine keeping around, moving forward as second stringers Yeah, but at that point, you might as well just draft
0: someone that you think has potential. You, you know what I mean? Like...
1: It, that's, I'm just saying, that's that if we didn't have a choice. Yeah. I mean... It, uh,
0: that's where you get a no agree. boom to be your
1: depth. But if but if I said like, um, and I, and I don't mean everybody, but if you could keep a couple of the members, like you you do go draft other people. But I any one of these positions, I probably would feel comfortable like with Ibushi, um, you know, with Scora, things like that. I feel like with those players, I would feel comfortable with one or two of them sticking around as depth pieces. Uh, Brian Allen. Um, hard because he's injured, but I I probably would give him a five. Um, honestly, I I think he lost his job this year. I think he does too, and I think it's to Coleman. Coleman I think he, yeah. There was one problem with Coleman Shelton, one of his uh one of his passes to Baker Mayfield, but other than that, I think he's the stronger center. Um. Which is kind of weird to say. I mean, it's not weird to say because they were kind of vying for the job at one point. But um, I think Coleman has it over uh, has it over, and I think I honestly i give I would give Coleman a shot a seven. Um, yeah I, think-
0: I I actually put a- it before you. You said it i oh, okay. i I would give him a seven, and I would give Brian Allen a five.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know you could probably give him a seven and a half to eight if you really wanted to because of his versatility. Uh, I'm going to keep it at seven, but I feel like you could just because he's able to shift. And that's an awesome thing to have is you have a starter who can shift from his normal position into center. So in it, in playing at a starter level as a center, um, I think is immaculate. And I think that's what the Rams need. Um, it's just unfortunate that Brian Allen kind of lost his, it felt like he lost a little bit of mojo, but maybe that's just because of, you know, he kind of was injured and then kind of reiterated that injury. He tried to fight through it and then got injured again. Um, so who knows? But I do think but, he did lose it a little bit.
0: What do you think of AJ uh, Curry at left tackle?
1: I, I think he did. I, I think he totally than... one.
0: He He's better than Nopum.
1: I... I... I'm with you. I think he, I think he probably has now a starting position. I, Nopeum had his problems, um, and I don't, I don't know why you would want to get away from something that has been for the most part successful. Um, you
0: think Boom uh, goes left guard now?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that would make sense. And again, I think it's one of those things where you could shift that again. Um, if you needed to, if something did happen to one player, you, you still have that shift. And, yeah. You, uh, you
0: still have no Who's come in at left tackle and been solid. Like, don't get us wrong. Like I feel like Note would play at a 6.5 in a game. Uh, but like AJ Curry has looked like a seven to an eight. Like he's looked really good when he's come in, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and if he can grow in the role, like maybe he could get to that nine territory potentially. Oh uh, what about Ty Neseki? I I think Ty Neseki, I've actually liked how he's looked. Uh I think he's looked the best out of the third string linemen, the people we signed because we had no one else. Did he take Shelton spot? Uh no, he took left tackle after oh. Oh, uh okay. after Akiri got hurt.
1: Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I again, when you're not in the news about, uh, uh about your uh, offensive playing abilities, I think that's a good thing.
0: No, I like I remember watching the game when he came in, being like, "Oh man, this guy is actually because like." Going into the game, I was like, I hope we don't have to play him. He, he looks like he'll be bad. But when he was playing, I was like, oh, I, I was wrong. He looked decently good. Like, he played as good as someone could play coming in as a third-string lineman. So I, I think he would be a six in my mind.
1: I'll go with your score.
0: Uh, Rob Havenstein. I, I think he had a rough year uh now again, he's been playing with a rotating door to his left uh so it, that's somewhat a liability uh but even even then I he he hasn't had his best year. He's normally he he's normally a eight and this year he's not eight. Yeah, I
1: think. It, uh, six and a half. I would say a six. Um, I feel like, especially over the last several weeks, there were a lot of plays that he was the problem on the offensive line, um, and I get it. He is, he is the, he's a captain. He's the only offensive, you know, lineman who's played every single game, um, but he just hasn't played at that high level that I that I you know, really expect him to play at. Um, You know, he is, he is what he is now only to Aaron Donald, the only leftover of the St. Louis Rams. So I don't know. Um, It's tough, but I think a six is where I'm going to give him.
0: Mm -hmm. All right, Zach, uh, let's kind of, Give general offensive groups, uh, their averages overall. Quarterbacks, uh, what would your sum score be this year? Uh, given everyone in their play.
1: Oh, you're so funny. Um, I really think this offense probably gets a C. I'm gonna give him a C. So if you want to take, you want to take that mathematically. So, what is a C like? A seventy percent, something like that. Seven. Wait. Oh wait. I... This is terrible. I give it a C, which is not very good. But when you give it a score of one to ten, a seven feels like it's really good. Um, so I mean, really, you're you're looking you're looking at a, I guess, a five to a six, maybe. Um, you you've seen some sparks. You're gonna go lower. Okay um i'll give it a five because i think that there have been sparks i mean shoot we still blew it out of the water on denver which is just hilarious um that
0: game was a astronomical anomaly that was like brymuda triangle levels of stats it brought Uh, the average
1: from a two to a no.
0: It, it, it was good enough for a single point from what I would have said a I would have said a two to
1: uh now I'll say a three. This offense has been atrocious. It has been atrocious, but I feel like there have been so many games where I could pinpoint where like this person did really well, this person did really well, they they moved the ball, it was their defense. That yeah, the
0: problem. problem is a single one person would be doing good every game and outside of that it was a really our defense keeping us in games uh you could say matt gay was doing good those games i mean man he was he was earning his paycheck um but yeah it, it, a
1: it's
0: lot of context
1: yeah i mean it's it's a lot i mean it's it's a you know a five probably when Stafford or Baker Mayfield plays, and it's a two when you know Wolford and Perkins played. And there's a there's. It a was
0: lot. a one when Wolford and Perkins were playing. Yeah. We couldn't move the ball. We were struggling.
1: I, oh, struggling for sure. For the record, I feel like I'm always on the little bit, slightly on the give them a doubt kind of. Uh, I see a little bit more sunshine and rainbows than you do a little bit. <laughs>
0: Uh, I I try to be truthful and honest. And guys, uh, that's gonna be uh most of those stats. Uh, for this podcast, we'll kind of break down and go through the defense. Uh, next week, Zach, and react to uh, seeing if we can knock the Seahawks out of the playoffs. You know that that'd be a little sweet after a hard year, Zach. Uh, denying them a berth. Uh, just like uh, they kind of ruined our mood at going into 2020 playoffs.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely hoping for them to win – I'm hoping for the Rams to win this one out. Um, I think there's a lot of – line. I think Bobby Wagner going back to Seattle for the first time uh, since his departure, I think it's uh, – I think this team is going to rally behind him um, and really, you know, they want to give it their all for him. He's done so well this season. Um, you know, if he's not a captain next year, uh, that's going to be. Oh wait, is he a captain right now? I don't even. Know. Uh, yeah, I think he got a captain. I think he did just with with his veteranship. But I think he, I think this team really wants to rally. I don't think they want to go out losing, especially to Seattle. Um, there's a lot of implications that happen if they if they do win. Um, it helps it helps uh, Detroit out the Lions, which it helped. Yep, helps the Lions. So you know if if any and everything, I still am going to root for golf. Um, and, uh, hopefully that they can beat the Packers and continue their run into the playoffs and maybe even further into that. They hey, if well. the Rams
0: can help knock the Packers out of the playoffs, uh, then all my coworkers teams will also be out of the playoffs. So they can't talk any crap. So I'm very much pro lions, hoping the Rams can pull it off. Uh, it, can, can we just mention, Zach, Lions fans were fantastic last year, and they've been as great this year, too. Um, oh, the Shoe is kind of on the other foot. Uh, they had a really hot start, very cold
1: middle of the season. um, But a hot end. But I I mean, th- they're still getting over – I mean, a lot of their games, they're getting with upper 30 to 40 points in their games. Even if they lose, they're still getting almost 40 points in a game, which is just – Crazy. I mean, kind of, maybe they can borrow
0: our defense.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They got, they got Uh, no plans for the next, uh, year. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's what I'm going to root for. So if I, after this, I think depending on how this plays out, obviously I'm going to be a Detroit fan. If it's going to be in the NFC, uh, I will probably go with, you know, my family and be the Bengals on the NFC side of things. Um, you know, I had family who were at the game on Monday night, so kind of got firsthand experience of what happened that night. It was kind of crazy, from what they were even saying. Um, so, I really want them to succeed because it was really—it really sucked for me as a you know a son and of a, and a you know you know a grandkid of a, a whole Bengals family uh, that they had to see them lose last year. So, I'm really hoping that they can make another big run. Um, yeah it
0: definitely made Thanksgiving a little bit more complicated this year uh yes. wearing
1: all your Super Bowl championship gear so yes, maybe they can get their own this year and it can be balanced. hysterically enough now my dad and his like downstairs man sports cave there's a lot more ram stuff popping up because of the Super Bowl so I thought that mm-hmm. was he now has a um uh sofi stadium now in his downstairs because of the Super Bowl emblem and stuff like that so Thought it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, uh, I I just hope uh, this whole year can go past a sack, and we we can rebound, man. It has been break. a rough year.
1: We need We all need a break a little bit. This was a long year for all of us. You know, we've we covered you know the whole postseason into the Super Bowl into beyond the off season. We need a few weeks to kind of digest things and and reflect and evaluate ourselves, Um, you know, just to kind of see what the future is going to hold for us. You know, not saying we're quitting the podcast. I'm just saying we're going to reflect and reevaluate and see how we can make things go better.
0: Yeah, the team will definitely be doing that. I'll be, I'll be rooting for the Lions mostly and uh, the Dolphins if they make it. Uh, But yeah, guys, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sticking with us. Uh, we have grown a lot. We're constantly trying to get better, trying to put more into the podcast. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this new format.
1: Yeah, hopefully we'll be able to get to do this a lot more often. Um, but, yeah, make sure that you keep following us. You follow us on Twitter, East Coast Rams. Uh, you follow us on our YouTube channel, at uh, East Coast Rams um yeah find us wherever we're gonna we're gonna keep on doing this podcast as as long as we can um for you guys it's been fun i've been interacting a lot with people on twitter these days um just kind of getting their reactions and getting you know your feedback on uh the state of the ram so it's been fun um, other than that i will say that we need to all support tory holt i'm wearing my holt jersey oh yeah as he uh Finalist. As he is a as a finalist for the fourth year in a row. Um, so hopefully he does not get snubbed again and he finally can get his head. He's got to go in this year. God has to. He's been in he's been a semifinalist for the last eight years and then um, a finalist for the last four. So his head needs to be next to Bruce's and Warner's. So we need to get yeah. this man into the get this man at.
0: Gotta 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 get that greatest show on turf uh hall of fame row that we can put neatly next to the greatest show on surfs row, uh
1: hopefully uh whenever they all retire. For sure. Can't wait for that too. I'll get I have their jerseys already hanging up, so I'll be wearing those as well during that. All right, man. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode. Please subscribe, like, share the podcast with everybody that you like. Uh, we got one last game up against the Seahawks, uh, so let's get it done. Let's get this win for the you know for the Detroit Lions um, and knock those Seahawks out of the playoffs. So, whose house? Rams house.